Welcome to Xanadu Gallery's Red Dot Podcast. I'm Jason Horsch, owner of Xanadu Gallery, publisher of Red Dot Blog, and host of this podcast. This is episode nine. It is a pleasure to be back here with you today. I've been off the last couple of weeks, uh, spent some time in California at the beach with the family, a little summer vacation. Uh, then came back to the heat of Phoenix, and uh, some of you have have heard in the news we've been in the uh, uh, high one teens. We hit one one nineteen yesterday, and so of course with it being that hot, I came down with a head cold last week, and uh, you know makes perfect sense, right? Uh, you're in the heat, and, and you're going to end up uh, with a cold. But uh, I'm on the mend now. Uh, excuse my voice a little bit; I'm still recovering from that. But I'm glad to be here with you today, and uh, this week. I dropped a uh, post on the blog talking about the challenges of dealing with criticism that can come from family members, uh, close friends, relatives, uh, people who are close to you. And this issue seems to really have resonated, struck a nerve with artists. It's a, a challenge that I know a lot of you deal with. I had reached out to um, some readers uh, prior to writing the post to get some input and feedback. I'd received an email from an artist who was struggling with this, and it's led to some great conversations, and, and I hope you'll hop onto the blog and, and especially look at some of the comments that have come back. I think there's been some really good conversation going back and forth about this. But I wanted to continue that discussion today in the podcast and to do that, I've invited a couple of the artists who responded to my request for input on this topic, and I've invited them to join me so that we could could talk about this a little bit more. And, and so I've got two guests today, um, Mara Levin from Bolton, Massachusetts, and uh, Naomi Van Doren from the Bay Area in California. Uh, welcome to both of you. Thanks for joining me for the podcast. Thanks for having us. So um, just just to get started, um, let me have each of you share just a little bit about your background, about your art. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. And Mara, let's uh, start with you. Thanks, Jason. Um, I've always loved doing artwork. I studied drawing, painting, and sculpture in college and received a BFA in oil painting. I began showing my work at uh, Cambridge Art Association while I was still in college. And then I went back to school for education and worked as a high school art teacher in the Boston Public Schools and other schools. I've also worked as a fine artist, silkscreen artist, graphic designer, and illustrator. I currently own a small graphic design firm, but I've cut back on design a lot to focus more on art again. I wish I had read your book, Jason, a long time ago because I did not have the confidence and tools back then to build a good career in fine art, which after reading your book, I now see is possible. Well, and it sounds like, though, you've got a great, uh, you know, very broad, varied uh, education in the arts from uh, from a variety of experiences. So that's uh, that's awesome. And, and Naomi, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, so I am... I have a background in graphic design, so kind of similar to Mara, which is great. It's a really excellent thing to have um, as an artist and illustrator, having that that background and able to maintain my website. Um, but yeah, so my background is graphic design and also photography. Um, my artwork is um, 
based around a lot of travel and I do a lot of landscapes in watercolor, but my work is very whimsical. Um, so my work is kind of uh, fantastical um, and also illustrative as well. I have been doing freelance illustration for a while, but I'm moving away from client work to focus more on some of my own projects as well as a little bit of gallery work and also doing uh, conventions and selling my work in person. In some ways, um, you know, it's good that we've introduced you, but in some ways, um, you know, half of the stars of, of today's conversation are not with us. And that is we want to talk a little bit about your partners and uh, some of the interaction that, that we have in regards to the work that you're creating, feedback that they give to you, criticism. So uh, tell us a little bit about your partners and, and what kind of background they have, um, you know, in, in terms of their relationship to your art. And again, uh, Mara, let's start with you. My husband um, has a great appreciation for the arts, but his background is more scientific. He studied engineering and computer science uh, in school, and he worked for many years as a programmer and recently retired. Um, so he's, he's watched my development as, as an artist, and through most of my life he's been there, so it's, it has been a an evolving thing. And it's really interesting to me. Um, I notice in, um, you know, again, in the emails that I've had back and forth with, with other artists and in the comments, there seem to be quite a few artists um, who in their partnerships have kind of both the left brain and the right, right brain <laughs> represented. Um, you, you know, we have a lot of uh, artists partnered up with engineers and accountants and, um, you, you know, definitely uh, kind of uh, partners who work from the other end of the uh, creative spectrum, if you will. Um, and and uh, how about with you, Naomi? Is, is, what, what, what's the uh, background of, of your partner? Yeah. Um, so my husband and I, we've been married for almost uh, nine years. Uh, my husband has a background. He's previously uh, nuclear energy, and then he's more recently moved into the display industry. So he's working with a company that produce uh, LCD screens. Uh, but it's new technology here in the Silicon Valley. So very tech oriented, yes, <laughs> as you said, yeah. very opposite as well. Okay, and so uh, th I think that's kind of an interesting place to begin. Um, and and I, I've been a little bit curious, um, and, and again, seeing in, in some of the comments, it's interesting how different um, the reactions and the feedback and, and uh, the critiques of the art are, depending on whether that partner has a creative background themselves. There's a, and, and I, I think this makes sense that, um, you know, someone who has an artistic background and uh, has, has taken some creative risks themselves is going to have a different perspective as they look at your work and, and give you feedback and, and um, talk about the work. So how do each of you think that um, your partner's background has affected your relationship in terms of your art? Naomi, uh, why don't we start with you and, and uh, just, just kind of give us an idea of, of what the interaction has been like around your art. Um, yeah, so my husband's been really supportive of my work and really he was there really when I made the transition from doing graphic design into art and illustration full time. So he's been really a huge support from the beginning so for him, his work actually involves a lot of problem solving. And the problem solving that he has to do, actually, it needs to have a solution. 
So when he gives me feedback, um, it's not just kind of open-ended, like, I see a problem here. Sorry, I don't know how to tell you what's wrong with it. <laughs> He's not an artist in the fact that, you know, he could tell me how to fix some anatomy or, you know, et cetera. But he has an understanding that if he tells me that there's a problem, um, part of his background allows for him to at least figure out some sort of solution to help me along. And what about you, Mara? How, how, uh, how has your relationship worked in, in terms of your art? Um, it works pretty well, especially these days. Um, as far as how he, uh, his, his lack of art affects how he responds to my work, he's more apt to comment on things that are familiar to his realm of how he views the world. For example, he's, he finds perspective interesting. So he'll, he might comment on perspective or anatomy if he thinks, not that he would know necessarily correct anatomy, but he would point out if something looked off. Um, he's also interested in, he understands the whole concept of focal points, like where does the eye go when you look at a piece of artwork? Um, since it's all illusion, we need to guide the, the uh, viewer's um, attention throughout the work. So he's, he's familiar with that, and he'll talk about that with me. The genesis of, of me thinking about this was the email that I had received from an artist who was struggling with communication with a, a spouse who, uh, you know, she was feeling some frustration that she was uh, getting negative feedback about a piece that she'd felt was finished several times and has had to, to kind of go back to the drawing board a bit. Have there been moments in um, either of your experiences where you have felt some tension or, or where the, the, the feedback didn't come at a time when you wanted it or a way that you wanted it or, or, or just wasn't what you needed at that moment? Yes. <laughs> um, for me, Mara, um, there are a couple of things that, that came to mind when I gave it some more thought because it sounds like both Naomi and I are in a good place right now. But when I went to, off to art school when I was young, my mom was encouraging of me going and she had actually taken classes at the Swain School in New Bedford where I grew up. Um, Swain School is gone now, but it, it was a pretty good school for art, but she didn't go through a college program like I was doing. Anyway, she encouraged me to go. But when I came home and showed her samples of what I was working on for class, she couldn't seem to relate. She just wouldn't talk about it. And she'd say, you should paint like Matisse. Or she might say, you should paint like Picasso. So looking back from a more mature perspective now, I suppose she couldn't relate to the learning process I was doing. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember getting very upset and I did not deal with it well. And one time I saw something I had done before I went to college that she said she liked and I ripped it up. I was so mad at her. And then <clears throat> as an adult, a married adult with my husband, he, he had a job that he hated uh, or he would just be working a lot of hours and commuting a long distance I would say, can you look at what I'm working on when he came home? And he would be angry and not want to talk to me. He wouldn't want to look at it. He couldn't. There was no room in his life to help me on, the, on that front. That and Naomi, fun. how about you? Has it been um, fairly smooth sailing or, or have you had some, some tension in those kind of relationships? 
I would say for me, the most part, like for the most part, it's been fairly smooth sailing. I think any of the rough spots have often, when I look back, have been when I've been in a point where I'm really frustrated with a piece. And if I'm asking for feedback or receiving it, uh, it's not really a good time. And Hmm. those have been more in my, you know, insecurities with the work, uh, probably a little bit to do with being a young artist at the time and kind of, you know, in, you know, not very confident at all in the first place. Um, so really I think a lot of it had to do with myself and, you know, where I'm coming from rather than him giving me, you know, feedback that was inappropriate or whatever. He's never really done that. Yeah. And I think this is, this is really interesting to me. And, and as I mentioned in the blog post, I grew up in an artistic household. My dad was a painter or is a painter and my mom has always been there and kind of managing the business side of things. And so I watched the, the interaction between them. And I don't know that, uh, you know, while I was growing up, I was sophisticated enough to pay attention to the dynamics of, of feedback and criticism on the work. I know that, um, uh, you know, most of the time, uh, it, it, my, my father, the, the creative one was the one who struggled with confidence and, um, you know, I, I don't specifically remember artwork being slashed or anything like that, but I certainly remember pieces being dramatically reworked and, and, and it seems that, that, uh, my mom was, was always more, um, kind of serving in the encouraging role and, and, um, uh, kind of reassuring him that that the work was going well and and moving in the right direction and and it was a very positive thing, but I think what I I, I can see looking back now was that um, you know those conversations about the artwork and and the feedback and the back and forth, the, those are only a very small part of the overall dynamic that's going on and I think in any relationship um, you know obviously communication is one of the the biggest challenges for for most couples um, and and this would be true for um, marriages obviously we also have artists who it's not a, a spouse but maybe it's a, a partner or a, a you know a, a sister or a close friend who's giving the feedback. Well, there's always some kind of interplay going on, um, you know, beyond the artwork that can kind of bleed back into that. And has has you kind of just alluded to that, Naomi, that, um, you know, some of your personal insecurities at times could could play into it. But but are there challenges when, um, you know, maybe in some other part of your relationship, there's there's tension going on that that then also bleed over into the art and and affect your creativity and, and impact on how you're working? Uh, definitely. Like if I'm having a a tough time, uh, just outside of working that can affect, you know, working (laughs) art. Um, I think, I think I've been able to separate that enough though. I just over time into, you know, being able to set aside other things and, you know, get to the work and move on. Um, we definitely have to have those hard conversations if, you know, we're just, you know, having a tough day and not communicating before I can really dig deep into a painting, Um, Mm. but yeah, those are thankfully few and far between. (laughs) Well, and have you ever had a uh, kind of a formal conversation with your husband about how he can best give you feedback and what kind of uh, input you want on your work or, or is it just kind of unfolded naturally? Uh, we have actually, um, there was a time when I was kind of starting out where I didn't really want feedback too early. So positive or negative feedback. 
um, was just a bit too much because I wasn't even, you know, satisfied with it myself. So when I'm frustrated working on a piece and any sort of feedback is bad feedback, you know, you're, you're frustrated, ready to throw it out the window. And so we had a conversation, basically, I need you to give me feedback when I'm ready for it and when I ask for it. And he was very receptive um, to that. And it's worked really well ever since. Yeah, because I would think, and, and Mara, maybe you can respond to this as well, but, um, you know, I would think that a, a partner of, of an artist uh, navigates a very challenging landscape. Uh, you know, they, they may never know quite what, what mood to expect or how their feedback is going to, um, you know, how you're going to respond to that. So have you had formal conversations with your husband about, uh, about feedback as well? Mm, I don't think we have had any specifically any conversations specifically about how I want him to communicate with me about art maybe more about graphic design because we do work together in that business. Um, but I do make an effort to ask more directed questions sometimes so that he, there are things that he can relate to and, you know, give me the best of his left brain abilities um, to support, to support me. Like, um, you know, is the perspective looking right or, but more business questions too. Like, do you think there's a market for this kind of I remember one time I told him I was thinking of three different series of paintings um, that would interest me to begin. And I, he was very interested to hear what they were, and I told him. And he advised me. And one, For example, one thing was I was thinking of doing a series of paintings based on some gorgeous images I'd seen from NASA. And artists are allowed, evidently, to use them for inspiration in their work. And we talked about how, is there a market for paintings of outer space? And <laughs> we decided uh, nature paintings would probably be received better. At least until space tourism kicks into gear. You know, <laughs> for a little more earthbound. Kind of just stepping back then a little bit, um, you know, away from your individual relationships and, and experiences, you know, if, if you think about uh, in broader terms, maybe some of, of the things that um, would, would be helpful from a family member who's giving criticism and some of the things that, that might be uh, less helpful or hurtful, um, you know, kind of more from a theoretical standpoint, what do you think an artist is looking for when it comes to feedback and criticism about the work? Uh, Naomi, I'll throw that to you first. Um, so... Usually, as an artist, I f I'm you know maybe stuck on a specific piece, um, a specific aspect of a specific piece. So um, often, that's what I'm looking for feedback on first. But you know, really, the person that's giving feedback has this great advantage of being really far away from the painting. They're not you know they haven't been working on it for 20 hours or you know plus, mm -hmm. so they're able to really provide insight to other aspects of it. So I never really want to dissuade somebody from giving feedback on the piece as a whole. Um, I do like to ask the pointed questions of like, you know, the perspective, what do you think about this? Um, so there's, there is that aspect. And Mara, what about you? What kind of feedback would you be looking for? What, what do you think would be most helpful for someone who's giving feedback to know? I think what I've tried to do as an instructor would be helpful if people did for me, but that's not the way it usually works. So if, if I'm looking at the work of 
an art student and I don't understand what's going on, I ask the artist to tell me about what he's doing. So I don't remember anybody ever saying, tell me about your goals and direction with this. Except maybe when I was in school, a teacher might mm-hmm. do that. So that would be really nice. And on the converse side, I think there are plenty of mistakes, but maybe that's a different question. No, I think, uh, yeah, if you can think of, of some specific things that, that uh, people are doing, I think you, you kind of allude to one there where a lot of times, of course, a viewer's coming into it with their own vision, their own ideas, you know, what they would do if, if the piece were theirs. And um, th- this idea that, um, you know, they could look at your work and, and try and gain the vision that you have for the piece. Yeah. And an artist is allowed, hopefully, to have an individual vision of what he wants to talk about. So for that reason alone. But um, I think one of the most harmful things is when people say offhand remarks that are negative and don't serve a good purpose. Like one time I was doing some graphic design work for a museum director and he came to my house and I had some samples of my work up on the wall and he looked at me and he said, I suppose somebody must like that kind of work. (laughs) ouch yeah that was a big ouch what's very confusing is you can show the same piece of artwork to one person who will rave about it and to another person and say what he said so we just have to really take criticism and praise i think with a grain of salt yeah and remembering too that you have your own vision for a piece and really you're the one that has the final say in it so remaining like confident in your work yes, and not allowing them to, to push you too far. I think also, let me add, um, as far as things I see as mistakes, um, often people will jump in critiquing a work and not giving any sort of praise. And what I learned um, through graphic design was actually sandwiching. Uh, you give a bit of advice, uh, praise first before you give your critique or advice after. That way, if it's a young artist and they're, you know, insecure about the piece, you're not jumping in and kind of tearing Tearing it apart first. Yeah. Well, and, and that also leads to the, the, I think one of the, the overarching questions and that is, you know, ultimately the buck has to stop somewhere. Someone has to make the creative decisions on a piece of work. And, 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 and certainly, um, you know, as an artist, you have the right to make creative mistakes and, and to go in, in the wrong directions. Not every piece is going to be a masterpiece. And so how do you, um, as, as an artist know when to take the, those suggestions and critiques and, and, you know, try and work through them. And, and how do you know sometimes to, to set those aside and, and to go in a direction that's different than the, the, the ideas and criticism you're getting from a partner? The only time you should worry a lot about the person who is giving the criticism about pleasing that person is if you're trying to do some artwork for that person's enjoyment specifically, hmm. or, you know, say, <laughs> actually one of the things that, that got me to switch to graphic design for a while was I found I was doing artwork that would look good hung over people's couches based on what colors were popular. Is that your goal? So if you're doing art for art's sake, and let's assume that's the direction we're all going here, art for art's sake, we're only out to do things that grow out of, perhaps grow out of art. You know how they always say art grows out of art. So we're mindful of the work that's come before us. 
and respectful of it, but we're doing our own things when we're out there. And we should think of praise and criticism both as potentially flawed. We shouldn't take it too seriously, but we should be respectful and then move on. Sometimes say thank you for your interest in my work and move on because we're out there to build something that's of interest to us specifically. And then we hope that there'll be an audience for it too. So my, my thoughts, um, I first would ask who's giving the feedback. Um, for me personally, I don't often welcome feedback from the public as far as asking for critique in a public forum or anything like that. Um, I'm really selective uh, for the people that I hold in high regard that I'm looking for something from. And if they give me feedback unsolicited, I will listen to that person and try to do my best to make those corrections. But if it's just, you know, unsolicited feedback from, you know, who knows, I guess take that with a grain of salt. Um, obviously, they may have a very good point, but maybe they have no idea where you're coming from. They don't understand your background, um, not your interest. The same weight that you would exactly. give some feedback from someone you trust. Exactly. Um, so I, I just be careful there. And then also um, just if you are receiving feedback and it's something you're having a really tough time receiving, I think taking a step back from that piece and just setting it aside for a few days and coming back with the feedback in mind is really helpful. Um, just mm -hmm. so you can give yourself a breather and some space to digest it without feeling emotional or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Cause I imagine, um, you know, as an artist at the easel creating, you have a lot of time to think about what someone has said about your work. Um, you know, I would think especially an unsolicited criticism, whether it's from uh, uh, someone close to you or, or um, you know, just more broadly, someone seeing a piece in public. I got to imagine that uh, those comments can echo around as you're working on the piece and, and really get in the way of what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. Oh, Putting on yeah. that like thick skin helps a little bit. <laughs> and, and artists have suffered famously over these things as we know mm -hmm. yeah. the artist who does the um, charming landscapes who couldn't take the criticism anymore you know it's awful things happen if you can think of your work as work and this was something that i mentioned in the letter that i that i wrote to jason that i think artists could strive to be workmanlike in what they're doing which means to see themselves as doing a job. Yes, it's an art job, but you know, you're serious about what you're doing and you you think carefully about the direction that you're going. You set up your tools in a professional manner. You conduct yourself in a way that you see is good to get to the goals that you're seeking. And outside of your studio time, you can seek out the company of anyone you want, other artists, friends, and, and have a great full social life. Don't take it too seriously if someone doesn't like what you're working on at the moment. Yeah, it certainly takes a level of maturity um, to be able to, you know, laugh at yourself and maybe laugh at your yes. work too. <laughs> yes, and certainly Naomi and I both have experience being graphic designers, which is a whole lot of criticism. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, right from the ones that are probably the worst are the client you think you're getting through to that person talking about how what what you're doing might help them sell the products or services better. And then they'll say to you, um, I need to show this to my wife or I need to show this to my neighbor because they'll know if it's good. 
it's a tough subject. Yeah, and I, you know, I think that um, we we talk about developing a thick skin and kind of you know being being in control of how you react to that that feedback and criticism. Well, the the only way that that thick skin can develop is by having weathered a lot of of criticism and and uh, having having gotten that feedback. And I guess ultimately. The, the question is, do you feel that your work and, and your creative process is better um, because of the, the feedback and critiques you're getting from those who are close to you in your life? I would say absolutely. Um, I think in some ways it's given me more confidence in what I'm doing. Um, I feel more sure of myself in the direction that I'm heading. And I've, you know, I've received feedback from mentors and, and whatnot as well that I would also include in the close, you know, members sure. of my family that, um, you know, those people really asked the hard questions and allowed me to reevaluate stuff where I could have been going in a direction that maybe wouldn't have been as, you know, uh, responsive or healthy or whatever. I have a more equivocal response. Uh, <laughs> when I'd say yes and no, when I was, uh, in college, and I knew my husband then, we weren't married yet, but, you know, I'd gotten to the point where I had to choose my major, and I said, I'm not sure if I should go into painting or sculpture, and he really encouraged me to go into painting, and um, later, he told me why, and it was because it would take up less space. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And generally speaking, he's wonderful, and uh, if I need his input, he's there, and I love And him. if you're listening right now, we love you very much. Yes, that's right. <laughs> And, and I think that, um, you, you know, that, that uh, again, just kind of looking at, at the broader picture, um, you know, we're only really diving into one aspect of, of any relationship. And, and it is obviously going to be very, you know, there are going to be many more levels and layers of communication and, and interaction that occur. And um, what works one day won't work the next day. Um, a relationship is a very dynamic, complicated thing. But um, I want to um, thank both of you, Mara and Naomi, for, for uh, taking the time to, to talk about this. And I hope that this um, conversation, um, even though I, I feel like, um, you know, this isn't an area where uh, you can give, you know, exact advice about you should take these various steps to create the perfect critic in your, your partner, um, you know, steps one, two, and three, because every single relationship is going to be very different. Every dynamic is going to be different, but hopefully by getting some insight into how other artists are navigating and, and what their responses are. And again, I would encourage you to hop into the comments on the blog post because you'll see the full spectrum of, of those relationships. We have uh, comments from artists who, uh, like Mara and Naomi, have very constructive, um, overall positive interactions uh, to artists who have given partners the, uh, the, the boot or gone through divorces because the, the relationship just didn't work. And, uh, you know, again, I hope that kind of seeing that, that range can help you as an artist know where you, you fit into the spectrum and, and, uh, hopefully, uh, help you move in, in a more positive direction. So, uh, uh, Mara, Naomi, uh, thank you so much for uh, joining me on the podcast and for your input. I really appreciate this conversation. Thank, Thank you, you Jason. For
I'd like to thank uh, listeners for joining us as well. And again, you can hop in and uh, if you're listening to this on the blog, you can leave a comment there. Uh, in this case, I'm going to encourage you, um, you know, this, this podcast is going to have its own page. You can leave comments there, but I think it's probably more helpful if you hop back to the, uh, the, the, the blog post where we already have um, a number of comments and, and continue the conversation there. Uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, or one of the other podcast services, uh, be sure and hop over to red.blog dot com to join the conversation there. Um, also would encourage you to join our mailing list so you get updates on uh, future podcasts. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. We'll look forward to seeing you in the next session.